0: Welcome to the March 19th sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 25, and the sermon is entitled Giving Forgiveness, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. Grab your Bibles and go to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter number 18 is where we're going to be at today. But my prayer is this, as we come to the house of God, we come expecting uh, to be fed by God. Now, I want your attention real quick. I know many of you are turning to your Bibles. I want everybody's eyes real quick. Those that are watching live stream, I know I have yours. But here's what I want you to know. This message this morning is tough stuff. This message is not intended for anybody else other than every individual in this room. And so as you look at your neighbor and ask, are they expecting something? I want you right now to look at your own heart and before a holy God just... Pray these words, Lord, speak to me. Because I believe it is with that prayer and with that heart that we approach a holy God and talk about something that is so desperately needed in the life of Christians, of our church. The last couple of weeks, we have been looking at ourselves. We have talked about what self-sacrifice looked like. We have talked about what words that come out of our mouth sound like to others. And today we're going to finish up talking about ourselves, and we're going to talk about the word forgiveness. Why forgiveness matters. Friends, I want you to know I believe in every heart and in every life in this room today, mine being the first, that we must learn to forgive. Many people in this congregation, in this room that are watching live stream this morning are experiencing or have experienced situations that require forgiveness. But why in the world do I lump this under the category of self? Why didn't I wait and put it under church? Because I believe before a church can move forward. And a church can experience the fullness of God's blessing. We must learn how to forgive one another. Amen. Today's title of the message is giving Forgiveness. Not receiving it, not wanting it, not desiring it for yourself, but as we as Christians, giving it to those that deserve it. Maybe today you don't have a situation where you need to forgive somebody. But if you don't have it today, it's coming. It will be there. But one of the biggest memories and biggest scars on my life happened within the church setting and understanding forgiveness within a body of believers. And even more, how many of you know the people that are the closest to you are the ones that tend to hurt your heart the most? So church, we are a family But we can hurt each other by the lack of forgiveness that we are willing to show. But I've been hurt in the church setting. I've been hurt in a family setting. And I want you to know, I can't explain the spirit of forgiveness fully to you. But when you understand it and you begin to practice it, that's when God can truly start blessing your life. Today, I don't want you to look at a church But here's what I'm asking every person in this room and every person watching live stream. Think of one person that is connected to you that needs your forgiveness. You probably know that name within the first two seconds of me saying that. And so here's what I ask you to do. Quietly pray, think about that name. But listen to this sermon as we talk about giving forgiveness. Because friends, I want you to know. People hurt people. Churches hurt people. But people hurt themselves by not forgiving one another. There's a hurt within the body that we must deal with. And it begins with forgiveness. Not necessarily on their part, but on our part. Take your Bibles, Matthew chapter 18. You're going to know this scripture, it is familiar scripture, chapter number 18, verse number 21 and 22. We're going to look at these two verses first. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him, till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. The first point that I want to give you today is simply this. As we talk about giving forgiveness, how often should you forgive? How often? Do you know even in today's setting, there's people, how often, pastor, should I forgive? There's not a limit on that. It's amazing, in the middle of Jesus' teaching in chapter number 18, he's teaching about some very powerful words, about some very powerful things within the life of the church. I would instruct you to go back and read verses 15 through 20 about how dealing with problems within the church and what that looks like. How you should forgive and how, should, how you should address problems within the church. There, there's the... There's the staple right there. But in the middle of this, of all the people to interrupt Jesus, guess who it is? Peter. And he asked, God, Lord, how often shall I forgive? I don't know if Peter knew what he was asking. Because we all know the rest of the story. And through denial, Peter would be restored by forgiveness. But here's what Peter says, how often should we forgive? Peter steps into this conversation with the Savior and with the question, how many times is good enough for forgiveness? In the day, the rabbis would teach three. Three is a number that was good enough to offer forgiveness. So if you offer forgiveness three times, that was sufficient in the teacher's mind. But here's what Peter does. Peter steps it up a notch and he says, is it seven times? I'll just double that number, add a little bit to it. And if I forgive somebody seven times, I must be doing something right. I don't know with what spirit Peter asked this question. I cannot read into that. But here's Jesus' answer. He says, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Some translations read 77 times. I like the King James translation, which is 70 times seven. For those mathematicians in the room, that number is 490. But here's the goal. You better not be keeping count. You better not be keeping record of how many times you forgive somebody. I am coming up in May on 18 years of marriage. I'm thankful for that number. That's a good number in my book. Now, I know some of you got me by a mile. I know that. I'm trying to catch you up. It's my goal to catch you one day. But here's the thing. In 18 years, as I look at my relationship with my wife, I know that I have far exceeded 77 times and even 490 times. All right, guys, I need an amen right there. Okay, thank you, thank you. Ladies, don't you, ever, don't you dare say a word. Here's my question. It's so easy to forgive the people that are close to us, the people that we have relationships, the people that we love, but when somebody Puts a wound in our life. Somebody scratches a scar. Scratches a scab off. And reveals a hurt. I can't even forgive them once. And so friends today. I know that there may be times. In our heads. In our minds. In our hearts. Where we keep record of the wrongdoings That somebody has done against us. I encourage you today. Get rid of that book. And get rid of that thought. Instead. Forgive. There is no top Number on how many times you should forgive a husband or a wife, or forgive anybody else that is connected to you. As I told you starting out, the two things that I love most in my life, my family and my church, have both hurt me, and it's only through forgiveness that I stand where I am today. I should have been—I should be sitting somewhere far away from a church today, because I was hurt that bad. But only through forgiveness. Can we understand what it means? And Jesus begins to tell a parable. Look at verses 23 and through 27. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. And the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. The Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him the debt. Point number two today, as we talk about giving forgiveness, is this. Forgiveness is received forgiveness is received Jesus begins teaching with a parable to show Peter and the others that are gathered around him and I think some 2,000 years later to show Clifford Baptist Church something and that something is this how does forgiveness really work Jesus says there was a king with servants And that king began to settle the accounts with the servants that worked for him. And one of the servants owed 10,000 talents. So what you need to know here in this writing, that's the highest number in the Greek language and the largest denomination of money of the day. If we do a little math and try to equate what this means, here's what it means to you and I today. This man owed millions if not Billions of dollars. I don't know about you, but I I, I'm done. There's no there's no way. There's no way. What I want you to see here, church, is there is an unrepayable debt. That's why the number is so large, and so this servant has a debt that. In the mind and in the heart and in the ways of man, it cannot be repaid. No matter what is done, it cannot be repaid. And so this servant goes to the king and he finds out that this debt is so big that he can do nothing about it. But what does he do? What does he do about this enormous debt? Here's what he says. Look at verse 25, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded to be sold his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. Now this was, this was okay in the day. And so what the king says, hey, you and your wife, your family, you're going to be sold. Everything that you have is going to be sold. And so that I can recoup something. I need something back. I can't walk away Listen to this with nothing. Today, there are many people willing to walk away with nothing instead of showing forgiveness. The king says, I've got to have something. And here's what happens. Verse 26, the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. I will do my best, Lord. You just have a little patience, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repay every, everything back. I promise that I will do that. And in verse number 27, it says, The Lord, the master, the king, was moved with, what's the word? Compassion. Moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Wow. What would you and I do in a moment like that if we had accrued a debt so big that it could not be repaid and then all of a sudden they said it's over, it's forgiven. Don't worry about it anymore. You would walk away with that. I would be skipping on a high cloud, friends. I would. And yet everyone in this room who is a believer has had their... Unrepayable debt paid by somebody, forgiven by somebody. And we come with crossed arms to a church to worship a Savior that forgave it all. Friends, today, I want you to know in this second point... You may be thinking about that person's name I asked you. But here's another name I want you to think about if you're a believer. Jesus. Jesus Christ has forgiven your unrepayable debt. Some of you were happy about that. Maybe three of you. I grew up singing a song. He paid a debt he did not owe. And I owe a debt I cannot pay. And friends, as I think about the lyrics of that song, I'm not going to ruin your day with it. But I want you to know this. There is something in our life called sin that is unrepayable on our end. It cost us our life. And yet, just as the king forgave the servant, Jesus Christ has forgiven us. Here's what I want you to do going forward in this parable. The king is Jesus. The servant is you. Let's see how the story plays out. Look at verses 28 through 31. But that same servant, look at me real quick, us. This is how we do it. That same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down on his feet and besought him saying have patience with me and I will pay thee all. And he would not. But went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servant saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Point number three in today's sermon is this there is an unforgiving spirit present, an unforgiving spirit present. This same servant who was just forgiven of all of that unrepayable debt by the king now marches out to a fellow servant, a brother who owed him just a little piece of money. The word here in the King James is a hundred pence. I'm going to just give you some information about that. One pence or one denarii is one day's work. So basically a hundred days wages was owed to him. That's all. Now you look at what was owed to him and what he owed to the king. It's just a drop in the bucket. And here's what this servant says. You give me every penny. Every piece that you owe me. There's a couple of things that I want to bring out here in this part of scripture. The first is this. What was owed to him was far less than what he owed to the king. For me, it's all about what Jesus has done for Jeffrey. Not what others do to Jeffrey, not what others say to Jeffrey. You can say whatever you want about Jeffrey, just don't hurt Jesus. Just don't hurt Jesus. And so I know when I extend forgiveness sometimes, it hurts. And I sit there and say, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And here's the the reality, I can't on my own. But what this teaches me today is this, what was owed to him was far less than what he owed. And the second thing that I want you to see is this, is the character of an unforgiving spirit. And that unforgiving spirit, you can see it here in scripture and what it does. It goes out and lays hands on people and takes him by the throat and says, Pay me what you owe me. Christians, this is the hard part. There are people in this room, there are people in our churches across the country, there are people watching live stream. That they may never lay a finger on somebody or they may never say a word. But inside, in their spirit, if they could get their hands on somebody that has done something to them, they would do exactly these things. Maybe today that person is in your mind. But I want you to see the results of an unforgiving spirit. is one that grabs a hold and demands repayment. Of something far smaller than what you've been forgiven for. Deep down. Some people in this room. Are waiting on money. Or an apology. Or words that somebody has to say. And two little words. I'm sorry. Could solve it all. But yet we will not usher them out of our mouths. We will not say nothing. Instead, we will hold fast to the unforgiving spirit of anger and bitterness that's dwelt inside of us. And we will hold on to that for years. And then that anger turns not only against one brother or one sister, but it turns against the church and it turns against God. Do you see how it works? Satan would love to blow an unforgiving spirit. Throughout the body of Clifford Baptist Church. So today. I don't know what you're looking for. And I'm a fix it kind of guy. But here's what I want you to do. Bring it before the Lord. Because only when you do that. Can you yourself. Utter those words. I'm sorry, or you are forgiven. As the story goes on, as the parable goes on, they cast him into prison till he should repay the debt. There's no way that, no way that could happen. So he's banished him for life now. He can't work to repay the debt. He owes a hundred days wages. There's no way he can do that in jail. He's banished this guy for life. He's done with him. And maybe today there's some of you sitting in this room that just say, I'm done with it. I'd encourage you today to think about forgiveness. Because the situation will never ever get better if you don't forgive. Here's the way the story ends. Look at verses 32 through 35. Then his Lord after... Then his Lord, after that, he had called him, said to him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all thy debt because thou desiredest me. Shouldest, thou, shouldest not thou have also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. The end of that verse, verse number 35 says this So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Point number four today is this Deep rooted unforgiveness causes torment. Causes torment. The king hears of the actions of the servant and he says, I forgave you all of your debt that unrepayable debt because you pleaded with me, because you begged me. I had mercy on you. And yet you could not do the same for the person that owed you, for the servant that owed you. The King James says the king was wroth or angry and he delivered him to the tormentors. Sentenced to a life of prison. And I want you to know there's some hard words there. A life of torment. Matthew, I want to share these words. Matthew chapter number 6. In the middle of the model prayer or the Lord's prayer, however you want to refer to that, in Matthew chapter 6. I grew up in the Methodist church, so we said this every week growing up. But in the middle of that prayer... Listen to these words as Jesus teaches us to pray. Here's what he says. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I remember those words coming out of my mouth probably probably a thousand times over my young life. But just after that prayer, Matthew chapter number 6 verse number 14. Here's what it says. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Today, I submit to you a place of torment. Look at me, church, real quick. There are some of your lives right now you look like you've got it together on the outside. But deep down, there's there's that root of unforgiveness, and it's causing you torment. I can speak from experience. If I need to offer forgiveness, it is hard on me. Today, maybe as you are here, and that name pops to the top of your mind, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Stop, stop, stop seeking revenge. Stop wishing harm. Stop not loving somebody because of one action or one word. Or one thing that they have done to you. If you can't grant forgiveness to somebody that needs it from your heart. Then the Bible teaches us it's hard for God to forgive you. Matthew chapter number 18. Verse number 35 it says. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you. If ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Your mind, your mind will not allow you to forgive. In your own thinking, in your own wisdom, in your own ideas, when you're trying to figure it all out yourself, your mind will not lead you. It has to come from the heart. Forgiveness is an issue that dwells and comes out of the heart. And friends, if we can't, then that says a lot about our own hearts. Christians today... As I think about winding this up, I want to share one verse of Scripture out of Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 32. It says this, And be ye kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Maybe today, you're sitting there and saying, 70 times 7. But here's what I'm saying to you. It only takes one. It only takes one opportunity of you offering forgiveness to that person that needs it in your life. And your life goes from a place of torment, a spirit of unforgiveness, to a place of blessing in which God can minister to you. My prayer is this, as for Christians in this room, maybe today that you will take a moment and that person that is on your mind, that it will bring you to an altar, to a place of prayer, and say, God, I need your help. Please lead me to forgive. Christians, brothers and sisters, that's who I'm talking to. Maybe today you are here and you have never accepted the forgiveness that the Lord Jesus offers. The Bible says and teaches us that all of us are sinners and fall short of the glory of God and that sin separates us from God. But it also has a little word in there, the wages of sin is... Let's try it one more time. The wages of sin is... Death. Somebody paid that. Somebody forgave that. Somebody took that unsurmountable debt and put it on their shoulders as they marched to the cross. And His name is Jesus. And today, if you're here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, here's what my heart says. He paid it for you. He took your debt, He took your sin to the rugged cross That you would have a right relationship with Him. He took the unsurmountable debt of sin and He took it to the cross for you. Your debt has been paid and today if you will accept that, He offers forgiveness over a multitude of sin. Today, Christ's death, burial and resurrection covers a lot in our life. We're going to celebrate that in a couple of weeks. But today if you need that relationship with Jesus. Here's what I want you to hear. He's already paid for it. It's already taken place. You need to accept and believe that you are a sinner. And come to Jesus Christ. And accept that free gift. This moment of invitation. Is for everybody in this building. It's for those that are watching live stream today. I'm going to encourage you to take this moment of invitation seriously. And come do business with God. If that's just hitting your knee and say, God, I need your help. If that's hitting your knee and say, Lord, I need you as Savior today. We offer that in this moment of invitation. Church, these words are hard. But if we heed them, God will grow us. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you for your holy word, even in the hardness of it to convey to brothers and sisters, to a church family, and to a world that will hear this message. God, I just pray for one. Lord, I pray for the one act of forgiveness, the one I'm sorry, the one phone call. That will lead to a restoration in the lives of believers. God, today we all have names on our minds and on our hearts of people that we need to express forgiveness to. God, I pray, Lord, that as you put that one person on our mind and heart, it's not just because the pastor told us to. But God, I pray that you will put upon and press upon that name on our heart that we will be the ones to extend the hand of forgiveness even when it may not be extended back to us. God, I believe that this sermon will lead situations to be made right within the families and the family of the church, within our homes, within our community, within our workplaces. God, we give you this moment of invitation And we thank you for paying the unsurmountable debt of sin. And it's only through that we can forgive one another. Thank you, Jesus. We give you this moment of invitation today in Jesus' name. Amen. Clifford Baptist Church invites you to join us for worship every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For more information about our church, please call our church office at 434-946-0555.